listener, and welcome back to CPCL, Choose Poetry, Choose Life, here, Zooming Live, through mutinyradio.fm, and all the way from Glasgow, Scotland, and beyond, people in Newcastle, in Edinburgh, all over the place, to read poetry. We're back! We're back! I'm so excited. I have three poems for everybody today. I have a sex worker series, number three, number four, and number 12. And I can't wait to hear everybody's poetry. I want to hear what Carolyn Hashimoto is doing. I want to hear if there are more cow poems or if the cow poems have stopped. What is happening? So uh, we're going to get right to that after some more music. I'm going to plug us in. I get to stall <laughs> the uh, the computer system. N- not everybody uses you know Zoom as much as they used to. I guess so. Everything has changed. Uh, but Erin Gannon is getting it together, and her co-host Andy Talbot will also be there. I'm Pam Benjamin. I'm here in San Francisco, where supposedly a cyclone is going to hit. I think people are being hyperbolic, but we'll see. I mean, we need water. We're always in a drought. A global warming, man. <laughs> global wedding is more like it. Uh, some firemen were across the street earlier today. There was some uh, local wedding. <laughs> but All right. Didn't mean to be gross there. Uh, I am excited, though, to read my sex worker series that was originally published in by Tsunami Books out of Paris in France. So, yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh, we're going to be right back oh so andy's getting in and aaron's getting in and it's gonna be great and thank you for listening and hey tonight at asiento in san francisco rain or shine we are doing comedy (laughs) it's gonna be a lot of fun it is every wednesday cyclone or not all right i'm really excited for ekphrasis today we're gonna do some poetry writing We're going to do all kinds of wonderful things here on CPCL, Choose Poetry, Choose Life, on the AltaCast. Coming up at 2 o'clock, LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, will be calling in, and we'll probably talk about the cyclone. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Enjoy some more Cope, and we're going to be right back with poetry. Yay!
So that didn't work. Did that work? It's working right now. I can hear the... Yeah, I can see the radio. It was working through the radio. <laughs> Young yeah. be free tonight. Free. My mom used to lock me out of my bedroom just to, like, to dance to that song. Why won't it? I tried to make it. I stopped sharing it, but it won't stop playing. Okay, go away, Rod. Okay. So yeah, they like. I don't know what. Like in in their quest to make the internet completely unusable, they have um. I don't know what they've done to, uh, I don't know, I honestly don't know what they've done to the, um, to the Zoom desktop application, but like, bastards. well, I'm serious, like, I can't, I bet, like, every time I try to sign up for a lecture, I can't use it, and I have to use the, um, like, the web, I have to go through the web, so what I was, basically, right. Pam and I were sitting here for, like, 10 minutes, and I was trying to figure out how to like because i knew stilly was coming and like even as the host using the web app i can't i could not find the functionality to share i couldn't find a way to share the skirt to share screen and i couldn't find a way to make pam a co-host or anything so i was fucking around with like anyways whatever we're fucking but around I on the radio now yeah she's got the tarot cards <laughs> she's got the desktop <laughs> Got the poem. Welcome. Hi, everybody. How are you guys doing? Good. I have David. How was Pam's uh, comedy extravaganza? My festival? Yeah, it was totally amazing. And, uh, you know, 72 comics came from all over the United States, and there were 22 shows in seven days. It It was crazy. And all these master classes and podcasts. And it was great because I was so busy all the time, and now I kind of miss it. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I only have one show tonight. <laughs> oh, I only have two podcasts and one show on a Wednesday instead of like seven. <laughs> so, but it was um, it was rad, and I'm really excited. Cool. So, yay me! Cool. <laughs> How long was it? Was it a whole week? It was a whole week. It was seven days. So I think I'm going to do one in the spring, but I'm going to do it completely differently and that I'm not going to think about audience at all and not charge for any tickets and just make it like this huge open mic, specifically open mic for open micers with as many bars and many venues as I can. So it'll be like five open mics a night and just try to get So basically people- you're going to do like South by Southwest, but for comedy exactly. in San Francisco. Exactly. <laughs> Because the comics will come and they'll be their own audience because there'll be so many, like, open right. mics. Exactly. Like, uh, yeah. So, like, the old days. Oh, wait a second. South by Southwest wouldn't be more like the free fringe in San Francisco? No, South by Southwest used to be, like, what, like, back in the day 20 years ago, South by Southwest was, like, what Pam is describing. Like, no, it was. You had, you, had, you had to buy, I, I lived in Austin. You had to buy a, uh, had to buy a wristband for, like, 20 bucks, and that would get you in most of the time. Well, that's what I'll, that's what I'll have the comics do. So everyone right. who wants to be <laughs> on the open mics and have access to all, like, 30 open mics in one week has to buy a wristband. And so oh, that's I how I fund it. <laughs> It sounds really. I what? When are you going to do that? Maybe I'll come back. I think like a March, like the first week of March. 
because it'll be so easy. The the back end on this was so much work. Like the set, like the stage management aspects of what I did with booking comics on these shows and having the event bites and selling tickets and doing all the promotion. But if it's for comics by comics, like there's no there's no promotion needed. It everyone will want to go because there'll be just so right. much stage time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyways, I would do it. I mean, it's sort of like like the lit crawl in San Francisco, maybe for literature, when just everything's right. open. There's a billion open mics, and there's tons of readings, and it's all free, and you can just go anywhere, kind of like that. Well, gee, it, it reminds me a little bit about like writing, because you know, if you want to make money from your writing, you don't make money by charging readers; you make money by sort of scamming wannabe, wannabe writers. Sure. <laughs> or selling books. I guess that's the other way. But if you... No, no, no. Selling books, you don't make money doing that. No, no. You do, you do seminars for wannabe <laughs> writers. You can sell their books is how you want to make money out of writing. Mm -hmm. Sorry. It's just... stage capitalism. Everything's a fucking pyramid scheme. That's what it is. <laughs> Let's get that's on it. TikTok together. <laughs> <laughs> fucking real. Anyways, it's depressing. Poetry on TikTok? Do people do it? I bet they do. I don't know. They must. They have to, right? Like, they're doing everything on TikTok besides sucking their own cocks, which if they could. Which leads us into which... not being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think we have, like, one new person here. So, yeah, hi. We're, we're CPCL. This is what we're like. You, new person. Hi, <laughs> new person. I'm not going to name you. And <laughs> I'm in. I'm Erin, and the girl on the mic is Pam. She's in San Francisco, and Andy is somewhere. He should talk so we can see him. And he's being a cat. He is, he's being a cat. And um, we're going to do um, we're gonna do some McFrasis just to calm ourselves down. Um, Andy took a bunch of photos, I believe, just from, like, because I, because I, because I have powers of deduction that these photos are from um, Edinburgh, a recent trip to Edinburgh. And well might be. is that is that true? Am I right? Uh, I, I can't remember which ones I sent. <laughs> There's so fucking many. Um, okay, so I pick. I'm picking one, and I'm and the and the music that I've chosen to do. To play with it is bitches brew. So, I think we'll do like five minutes. Ooh. How's that? Yeah, oh, I love that picture. <laughs> okay. So, um, wait. I guess at the timer. Ah! Ah! See, none of this stuff. It doesn't. It doesn't help anything anymore. Okay. All and right, one, two, three. Wait, no, I'm doing stopwatch. For the mutiny radio listening okay. audience, we're going to listen to... Go! We're going to listen to a little superstitious while I write a poem, and it's a picture of, like, a white garage door, and it's um, red spray paint, and it says, We Slept Here, so it's going to be interesting. I'm going to play a little Stevie Wonder for you while we do this. Thank you. 
But I'm gonna let us go to 5:30. All right, timed it out right. Ha ha. Okay, that's our first. But do so. Um, I can never remember because I got menopause brain. Do we go straight through or do we share? Share, 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 share. Share, share, share. Okay, cool. Yeah, definitely share. Let's explain for the listening audience what a phrasis means again. It's a piece of art based off a piece of art. So we're doing poetry based off photography. And so they can understand what the picture was. It was um, like a white cream fence, maybe. Um or a garage door, something like that, and scrawled upon it uh, were the words, uh, we slept here. And you could kind of see some shadows in the background as if you could see. Anyways, it was really, it's a really cool picture. So there we go. <laughs> Who wants to go first? No volunteers. I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go. Okay. I have something. You do. You go first. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. Where's the, um, there we go. Here. <laughs> the cop wore a glinting, glinting badge, sun turning fog into a mean white. His moving van blanket, pulling along Leavenworth. No rest, I said to him, never any fucking rest. Then there was the cop with his badge. Do I have a problem? Yeah, I've got a fucking problem. That's my problem. 
I'm I'm down. I'm down to read mine. Uh, okay. The writing's on the wall. Red scrawled paint. Cardboard folded a McDonald's napkin, a pen cap, and cigarette butt. Litter the sidewalk. Some people were litter last night. Blown cold passed by walkers and averted eyes. Fast back to their door, their kitchen, their bed. We were sleeping. Shadows on a wall. We slept here. Yay. Okay, I've got one. A $50,000 campaign donation to sleep in the Lincoln bedroom is for light rates. The real money buys a night at the battlefield George Washington slept at. After we receive your contribution of $200,000 or more, we'll pick you up at the Bunker Hill Airport and ferry you by mule to your accommodations featuring lice and moth-eaten blankets. Enjoy the finest hardtack and frostbite. Yeah. Just like the Continental Army. Yay! And they're right. also different today. I know. Is this anybody else want to go before we move on to our next one? No, yes, no. Ooh. I'm going then to pick another photo. Of the ones I was saying. Oh, this, I love this one. Okay, hold on. Let me close this one out. I thought this one would be really, really, really cool. All right. So hold on a second. Fast screen. There we go. And I feel like Ooh, five minutes. Okay. Yeah, I know. Like, okay, so I feel like five minutes is maybe, so let's do like six minutes. I feel like that wasn't enough time. But it's good to make it quick, like flat. Wow. Reset. That's like a, okay. like a beautiful piece of, I could see it hanging on a wall somewhere. Like, it's really cool. And I have no yeah. idea what it is <laughs> or how to describe it. I mean, I, I took the photo and I don't know where it is. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> is it a sidewalk or is it a wall? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a great background yeah, yeah, and there's some pink hearts and there's things going on. It's cool. Let's see what happens. I'm excited. Yeah. Woo. I'm so it was, um, it was next to a wall that had been like graffitied. Um, so I guess like, I don't know, they must have spilled some and then just decided to play about with it. Um, yeah, I can't even remember what was on the wall, but I, I remember taking a photo of that, so. It's rad. All right, I'm starting. Approved it. My mama boo hooed it. 
Okay, we got 30 seconds left. it for our finger painting <laughs> all right so who wants to who wants to join the sharing circle i don't this is a new shirt that my mom gave me for christmas not in june and this is the first time i'm wearing it so i'm acting like a it's perfect it's a mask and a shirt all in one really? it's covid shirt it's 
Is that, is that an N95 shirt? <laughs> Did I tell you guys that, um, well, I'll tell you guys during the break, but I have a really funny story about a very busy-bodied woman from London bothering me about wearing my motorcycle helmet in a Marks and Sparks gas station. Hmm? Anyways, yeah, it was, it's like, it's hilarious. Okay. Did you tell me this before. That rings a bell. Really? Oh, I, well, I he had know. it in the chat. The the three of us, the three of us read it, it in a chat. A station called Marks okay. and Sparks is, sounds like trouble. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I I'm just an American, but where we come from, you want to keep sparks away from gasoline. Well, Marks and Sparks is wait, what is it? Wait, it's the it's like the British slang for um. Marks and Spencer. Marks and Spencer, yeah. Yeah, you know, the like the sort of, it used to be, didn't it? It used to be like a very fishy store, right? Like it was like a really expensive department store. So, so Marks and Spencer, that's like, that's like the place where you can uh, send your uh, friends a Christmas gift basket of unleaded uh, high octane. <laughs> it's like the grocery stores are all attached to the gas stations now. Well, at least out where I live, like I don't. Well, I, thought there, I thought there's no gas in the in the UK anyway. Mm. Well, I don't know. I got gas today, but like, but so on on the way. But actually, this the story. This story also involves when there was a gas shortage. Like, but anyways, I'll tell it during the break. Um. Okay. So two wants to go. With the poem, the phrases about the inexplicable colors on the unknowable surface. <laughs> I'll, I'll just go first. It's a quick one. Okay. Like a kid's ice cream, I spilled my love on the tiles. No do-overs. <laughs> Very E.E. E. Cummings. I think, I think now that I know what the fuck is going on here, is that was by Aaron Bronze Tarot reading. I don't know what I'm doing. I know where it is. And I'm, I'm sure she'll lose me trying to warn me before I message you. But uh, I'll give you what I've, I've got down here. Um, if an artist squat screening shot their oily gua shone to the barren street. It would be me that commits a silent step into its kaleidoscopic heart, pressing the, pet the petroleum-scented pancakes, love hearts, and the fading trail of landscapes, portraits, and still lifes that might have been onto the street. Ooh. Yay! Is that what it's about? Yeah. <laughs> anybody? Anybody? I, I got uh, one. Vina? I okay. Here, go. I, I'll go last because I went first. Or sorry, I'll, I'll I'll wait. Okay. Um. I. I've came up with something slightly more... It takes me a long time to write stuff, so this is like... Um, 
five minutes is is uh but this is this could go with either of these two to be honest but i started writing it after looking at the second one um beat me with a bloody big stick chalked on a board in the lee of the bridge by the side of dog leap stairs Henshaw Woolies eat deer, slapped on the side of a flyover. Bridges seem to manifest graffiti. This is probably where I'm supposed to say something about liminal spaces, but there is a Reddit for liminal spaces these days, and there are Reddits for graffiti, although they only ever helped me once, translating otras into what I didn't know it stood for. On the road again, son. And that's as far as I've got so far. Dad, I did not know that that's what that's good for. I, I only found it out because I I I I was trying to find out something else about mm. some local graffiti. Um Otterus is like a tab that a tag that's like all over the place in Newcastle. Yeah. Um and it, and I could predictably the, the net is a really, really shit place to try and translate graffiti or to try and find out stuff about graffiti culture, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, in a way, but um, but yeah, I, I did come across something where because apparently, like there was there was a thing where someone was like offering a reward for information on the identity of whoever does the the otterus tag. But in the process of of reading this, I saw where some people had said that apparently that is what it stands for. So you know, that there you go. Mint. Local mystery solved. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's so, class. it is weird. It does like, it kind of, I think probably, I, oh, that's such an interesting subject. Like you could do a whole dissertation on that because I would imagine, like I remember back in the late nineties, all over Oakland, there was like this really distinctive cartoon character like that was being drawn on like buildings, like in sort of like the funky non-gentrified warehouse districts. You know what I mean? Like, and I would imagine that back in like 1996, there were probably like spaces like AOL chat rooms or whatever. Yeah. Where, yeah. You know what I mean? Where like people, where that person hung out and talked to people about, do you know what I mean? About like the next, yeah. but like now, because it ever, you know what I mean? Like you would. The internet is gentrified now. Yeah. <laughs> right. like, it's you know, true. Like, it's true. Well, yeah. They- so like, <laughs> You wouldn't want to do that because you'd get you somebody would narc you out, you know. Yeah. Oh, you know, I just I, want to make a new TV show. It's going to call Law and Order Graffiti Squad. Ooh. <laughs> dun, dun, that dun, would be dun, like dun. the most popular. If you did that as a reality show, that would be the most popular fucking program in Britain on daytime television. I swear to God, because yeah, like that is just. This country, people, people are. Daytime television in the UK is incredibly right wing, in a way that I don't think it is in America. Like in America, it's more just. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's more vapid as a pit of starfish. I it's just, I it's hope, just garbage. I mean, I would, I would hope American TV probably has fewer programs about bailiffs. Bailiffs. For some reason. Well, okay. Guys, I do have to say that, like, there are two channels here that all they fucking show all the live long day is Judge Judy. Like, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> fucking Judge Judy. All day long. Nothing else. It's so weird. Like, I don't know why. 
I don't know what that's about. But they're also they have their own Jer they have their own Jerry Springer. His name is Jeremy Kyle. But then also the only other thing I can think of that I've watched during the day because I only like do like I only do like iPlayer and like shit you can watch on the internet. But I see a lot of yes to the dress. Oh my <laughs> god. Always a lot of say yes to the dress on, which I don't understand, like either, like what that's about. Because it's always those are Americans. Like it's not say yes to the dress in. It's like and yeah. it's like either yeah, that's a British one though. See, I like I've never I've never seen it on the on. I don't. What the hell does Dave show during the day? That, that, like, what, that upsets me greatly for feminism. Like, yes to the dress. QI here during the yeah and. <laughs> like uh, that's it. my parents watch all these like bbc shows and i swear to god they're all they're just like um they're all basically variants of like people being punished for minor crimes Oof. like well not even crimes people being punished for owing money you know? yeah. like like, like um, i was saying about the bailiff thing there's so many shows there seems yeah. to be, or, or they're about exposing someone who's like committed benefit fraud like that's literally, you know, it's like there's one that's like, what is it? It's a really fucking dumbass title, like, and it rhymes. Is it like, is it can't pay, we'll take it away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is just like the yeah. most horrible. I don't want to watch that. It's you know? it's indoctrinating program. people to a way of God. Addictive as fuck, but possessing your fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's indoctrinating and, and, you and, and to think badly of other people, just like say yes to the dress is indoctrinating you to be terrible and entitled to other people. It's my special yes. day. It's my dress. Everyone has to pay attention <laughs> to me. I'm headlining this show today for one day, and it's my one day. And we perpetuate this stupid. It's all economic, and it sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to rant about that. Totally. But... Oh, it's so bad. Who else has a poem uh, about this? I have a poem. It's really romantic and stupid, though. Go, go. Uh, I am flown above the sidewalk, stamped down by your foot again. Like I don't know how humiliation fuels the space between hearts I kneel and stain the gray with your name again in pictograph. Falling flying hearts to face, I kneel again to wash the feet of a stranger. Biblical. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually the Bible reading that I had um, at my wedding was where the woman washes Jesus's feet. Wow. The priest said never had anybody request that at his wedding, yeah. um, which I think, I don't know, whatever, which is so, funny. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Then your your wedding had the poor will always be with you. That was the. <laughs> yeah. I think that. Which Oh, into like forgiveness i don't know why i picked that because like the guy that i married wasn't religious and didn't really know should have like he didn't really know dick about the bible so like i Is i don't know pardon the interfeet he was not in the <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I like, oh, yeah although having said that when i first got together with this with with my ex like he, I did, I did like, I, w one of the things I would do for him, like, you know, 
of an evening would be to like he'd never had anybody soak or rub his feet before like yeah and so I thought it was really weird because like I grew up my mom will like lay on the couch and just stick her feet in your face to be like bitch rub like she does it to everybody like you're just (laughs) like you have to rub her feet so I'm like I grew up rubbing my mom's feet so it's not like a deal for me although I hate feet in my periphery now like if something in my periphery now like I'm like you're gonna have to move your foot. I'm sorry. Like I can't traumatized by childhood. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. Like I have a poem, but I don't. I don't feel like. And well, I don't know. I'll just do it because that's sort of self-nagging. Um, so I'm just gonna go. Uh, John Brownfield was the uh, art teacher in my undergrad that I used to. Um, that I took painting from, but mostly I used to do the light. I like naked modeled for him he was my I like I was in his life drawing class and we always had a lot of fun like not in a bit like he was a cool dude to do life modeling for and that was a good gig once I saw John Brownfield mixing pigment with an egg I'm gonna say it was ochre which is an ugly ass color the yolk was a prettier color but I hate yellow I watched the yolk yellow be subsumed by Mike and Carol Brady's curtains, making something greater. I wish I'd stayed for the slate or the cerulean, the eggs beaten into the powder. The eggs, as I understand it, are the bind are the binding agent. I feel like in this instance, the wine must make it rise. That was awesome. Yeah. Yay. One more, and then we go to Stilly, who is tired and wants to go early today. Um, and yeah, Stilly being tired, by the way. Today was a crap day. The full moon, I think, really is like taking it out of people, man. It's like a crazy. I'm in, and we're having a cyclone here in San Francisco, so it's going to be fun. Are you serious? What are you talking? Are you being? Are you? I don't know. Am I being hyperbolic? No. They the news said a cyclone is hitting the West Coast, and I think it's going to be worse for like Portland and Seattle. But um, California coast cyclone. I think. I think they're. I think they're being all nuts about it. I don't think it's a cyclone. But you can look. So, but that's just basically like a tornado, though. Sure, I think it involves a lot of rain and a lot of wind. The good thing about where you are is a lot of the buildings have like basements and sub basements and sub sub basements. So just go down to the basement. Okay. Oh, the word you drown? No, the hurricane here in the basement, man. That's what happened to all those people in New York City. They drown. Well, I don't know. I'm from the Midwest, man. When we have a tournament, <laughs> we go to the basement. Well, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's not raining. It's not flooding you there. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so here is the last one. And I picked it kind of because um, Pam said about San Francisco, and I feel this is very, this seems very FF. That's great picture. But I, That's really I got, beautiful. I don't know where the fuck it is. I don't know where it is. Wait, no, no. To describe, so, it's a cityscape, and it's gorgeous. The blues and the and the way what's doing with the light and those tracks and the reflection. It looks like hot a little bit, doesn't it? Like up in. Um, so I want to do like a little stupid humble brag about this. Um, okay. I was literally just crossing the road, and I got my phone out to take a photo, and it was literally just like I just 
tap the button as I was walking. So it's a complete fluke. It's amazing. The way the sun yeah, right? is peeking like... through the thing and the light, the beams of light, like all those reflections off of all the different items. And that's really like cool. If I stopped to try and take that photo, it wouldn't look like that. Yeah. Crazy. I'm just trying not to get run over. <laughs> all right. I'm pushing. I'm starting the timer. Now. Go. All right, Mutiny, we're going to listen to a little more. Uh, Stevie Wonder, in while I write my poem. Mississippi, surrounded by four walls and ain't so pretty. His parents give him love and affection to keep him strong, moving in the right direction, living just enough, just enough for the city. Yeah. 
think that's it. Almost. Is it? Ooh. Three. Wait. Okay. Three, four, three, two, one. Bam. But I gotta stop bitches brew. There we go. Okay. Who wants to go first? Tearing circle. I feel like we need one of those rain sticks that hippies use. Um, can I? Is that weird if I do one of my own photo? You know, almost did the photo of you so we could make you write a poem about yourself, but I decided. Which one was that? <laughs> Forget. I'll do it next time. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm, sh I'm sure it was an appropriate photo and nothing that was, you know. No, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I never know what I send. Um, wait, two seconds. I'll just. Open it up on my phone. Wires get crossed sometimes, but look beyond. Our tracks keep going. Playing our songs until the sun runs out. You never will love. Never. Hey, woo! He's so romantic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay so you know what because pam you said that i'm gonna go with mine because mine is very much not <laughs> there's a man waiting at the door of the porn shop at 8 30 in the morning we don't know how long he waits but he is there for the door to open he is in the quarter booth all day long, eight to five. If he, or well, it's gotta be 8.30 to five. If he's undercover, how come he doesn't know Rudy is paying for his pregnant porn videos with bindles of blow? <laughs> well, you gotta save that one for Valentine's Day, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, anybody else want to go? I have one. Okay. okay. The eye likes triangles. The first balance and agreement of lines. The city leans from the sky, cutting beams of bright, reflecting angles and faith in architecture. This building will stand. This glass is real. A piece of blue, this stillness yearns for busy feet. Eyes closed with belief in triangles, and the sky isn't falling. Yay. I usually type, I never write, and today I didn't have my tippy typer in front of me. And so I wrote them all out by hand, which um, I haven't done in years. So this was really fun today. Bart is going to give me one of his typewriters. Ooh. Okay. Um, so I have to, where, silly, where are you? I'm going to make you a host. Good, it works. Okay. Make a co-host. Okay. So everybody, welcome and give a warm round of applause to Silly, who has returned from his 
I think you took a hiatus after Fringe, but I don't know if that's true. I did, yeah. I I, um, I haven't been doing it. I've had COVID, so um, I'm only just coming. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. No way, silly. Jesus. Oh, right. Oh, you know. You're better. Um, so, yeah, for the past two weeks, it's all been a bit rough. And I, um, I wrote this. Well, I didn't write it, but I sort of um, drew it. And um, loads of it's wrong. I, I, I misspelled the title. It's got a really bizarre title. But I misspelled the title. I only realized about 45 minutes ago, oh, my brain is not working. So what I'm, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the poem. It's the first time I've ever formed it to anyone. But I would like your help in deciding which uh, of the pictures should be the final picture. So there's two pictures at the end. I'm going to do the final verse twice. And I want you to tell me which one you prefer, picture one or picture two. And then private message me one or two, and that'll help my decision. So, um, okay. so but I'll do, them I'll do them twice. I'll, I'll say it twice. Uh, you, you'll, you'll know it when you see it. Anyway. Okay, so this one is, um, this one is called... Uh, The Asthmatic Wizard. I missed the H out. What a pill that guy. Anyway, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. Oh, dear me. Dear me. All right then, The Asthmatic Wizard. As the moon slowly rises and darkness it falls, a cat burglar silently climbs up the walls intent on netting some jewellery hauls from any place he can break in. With grappling rope and diamond glass cutters, he lowers himself from the lofty roof gutters, opens and enters the balcony shutters and looks for the treasures within. Security traps and alarms are no bother for Archibald Crow, the professional robber. A window roof hatch, which had been left ajar, needed no tools from the thief's repertoire, just the rope ladder which reached down as far as the floor smooth and waxy below. And inside looked like a wizard's museum, as quiet and still as a dark mausoleum, displays behind glass so that people could see them, strange things from a long time ago. A mummified mermaid, a voodoo pincushion, a wax hand of glory, some sun goddess lotion. Curious items worth nothing at all, thought Archie, observing a cursed crystal ball. But there, at the furthermost end of the hall, was the only display which had locks. Two combinations with one override was a challenge enough to pique Archie's pride and proof enough that the item inside might be worth the time to unbox. With stethoscope, needles, and drill primed and set, he listened and lockpicked the strange cabinet. But when it was opened, the cupboard was bare, only a sign which read, Durnham Cloak, there, and a small label whose words did declare, a cloak of invisibility. Weaved from the silk of the transparent worm, 
fasten the necktie and folk will discern your features and movements without concern. Please use with responsibility. With trembling fingers, the thief touched the gown and then slipped it on before walking around. In front of a mirror, he saw his reflection, or the lack of it, which was the intention. For a night prowler, this was perfection. Camouflage, masterstroke. But all of a sudden, the door opened wide and an asthmatic wizard resounded inside. With coughs and with gurgles, he grunted and sighed. Who has taken my Turnham cloak? Still wearing his contraband, Archie took flight up the rope, through the hatch, and into the night. <coughs> From that night onwards, the burglar's career was greatly improved by his vanishing gear. He'd leave his home early and then reappear, his pockets fair brimming with swag. Instead of climbing, he'd use the front door to millionaires' mansions he'd raid by the score, sometimes returning with 20 times more than he had intended to snag. Life might have been perfect if not for the sound of that wheezy old wizard who followed around. As soon as he heard that harsh bronchial gasping, Archie abandoned his dwelling, still clasping the cloak in his hand before dexterously masking his shape with one click of the collar. In order to shake off the magical groaner, Archie gave up his stake as a property owner and rented a room with a made-up persona in a hotel requiring top dollar. But sooner or later, the loud reappearance of wheezing would lead to a quick disappearance. <coughs> Even the most remote accommodation would sooner or later reveal his location and Archie would move to a new destination with as much as he could carry. He covered his tracks as well as he could, never spent long in a new neighborhood. Maybe the cloak wasn't really that good at concealing his identity. But just like with the ring and Frodo the Hobbit, the invisible cloak was proving a habit. <coughs> how did the wizard know how to follow? Tracking device seems hard to swallow. Seems hard to swallow. Archie was acting like a desperado, listening for the wizard's heaving. Unable to sleep for nights on a row, Archie leapt to the streets and in the shadows, hid on a boat destined for Mexico, where each mile was more stress relieving. But horror of horrors, he saw in a mirror, his outline becoming decidedly clearer. The further the boat sailed away on the journey, the further Archie's reflection went blurry, and further and further he began to worry that the magic was fading fast. Some parts of the cloak became harder to find, the clasp on the collar became less defined, till finally Archie made up his mind to hang the cloak up on the mast. But the fastener around his neck must have jammed as he struggled and swore like a soul that was damned. Then tripping and slipping, he fell overboard, and was swallowed by waves which gurgled and roared, dragging him deeper and deeper toward the inky deep waters below, where even the weird-looking beasts at the bottom ignored his drowned corpse till it became rotten, and all the world completely forgotten 
the name of young Archibald Crow. Until some weeks later, as a fish that was hooked, his petrified body was vertically cut. The asthmatic wizard poured a small boat, pulled in the collar around Archie's throat, fastened it quickly, and watched the corpse float, turned the boat back to set sail. He gathered together the last of the thread which he had followed since Archie had fled away from his home to the deep ocean bed for the cloak silk that caught on a nail. With an ocean to row, a new cloak to weave, he let out a sigh which sounds like, I believe, only when asthmatic wizards can breathe. <coughs> <coughs> Asthmatic wizard aboard a small boat, pulled in the collar around Archie's throat and fastened it quickly and watched the corpse float and turned the boat back to set sail. He gathered together the last end of the thread which he had followed since Archie had fled all the way from his home to the deep ocean bed where the cloak silk had caught on a nail. With an ocean to row and a new cloak to weave, he let out a sigh which sounds, I believe, like only when asthmatic wizards deep breathe. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, I like that. Oh, very good. <coughs> so, yes, um, uh, make your decisions as um, to which um, picture. First one of the second. That was fantastic. I love well, the fangly like, fish. The fangly fish at the bottom with the little light is like my favorite picture in the whole bunch. With the fangly, oh, the little like light this. and that fangly fish. Oh, and his little body. They really exist. They really exist, those fish. So cool. Yeah, totally. Two. see this pole. <laughs> There's all. It's pretty much almost unanimous. We only have two other people left to vote. So if you haven't voted, you should vote now for which one you liked. I can't vote, but um, I so everyone can see this, can they? No. Can you see? I think the hosts can't vote. Well, it is very unanimous. It's very, very, very. Yeah, there's only one person who hasn't voted yet. I don't think hosts are allowed to vote. Um, well, I, I think it's the right decision. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I could make an argument for both, but I think I prefer the second one as well. Just... Yeah, it's, it's the only time I've ever sort of thought to myself, oh, I don't know how to do that one. But, um, well, thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. And uh, my next uh, offering uh, is going to be dedicated to Pam, who uh, oh. came up with the idea for me. Oh my god! It's amazing. Oh my god, I can't wait. <laughs> if it gets written, if it gets written. She said she wanted some horrible things about children. Oh uh, yeah! I I really, I really thought hard and I've come up with the most horrible thing about children you can possibly think of. Fantastic. Does it have to do with flying like a long time them on flying. planes? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I can do better than I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, same here. I, I already feel a bit better. Horrible. I don't yeah. like you. 
all. Like at all, at all, at all. Um, okay, so I know so we should probably take a break. And so if you gotta pee or whatever, I'll go pee, blah, blah, blah. Um I I'll unplug us to... too. I'll I'll just let everybody know I'm gonna unplug us from the radio so you can talk freely. And don't worry that yeah. it's yeah, cool. But it's being all right. So, uh, mutiny radio listener, David, if you're still there, we're gonna be right back with more CPCL. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> it's coming soon, the sixth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Six venues. 24 shows, 7 days, 75 comics from all over the United States at amazing local venues, Asiento, Atlas Cafe, El Rio, Milk Bar, OMG, and The Bar on Dolores. Special headliner shows at El Rio, Thursday night, 7 and 9 o'clock, featuring Scott Capuro. Headliner, amazing comedian, also Andy Iwancio out of Seattle here for the 6th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. All tickets are $10, except the headlining show, which are 20 You can find all of the shows on Mutiny Radio's Eventbrite. Reserve them now. And don't miss out. 2021, the 6th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Black Block, a novel about protest from Sanjuro, a sample. The walk from Union Square to the bar is a long way for a drink, so you want a few stopovers. You get warmed up at Lefty Duels, an old-time tavern with memorabilia and a menu from another century. Then a Market Street dive to rub elbows with the hoi polloi. Next is a Folsom Leather Bar. The dark goth soundtrack is a refreshing change from the usual jukebox anthems, but you must avert your eyes lest you observe gentlefolk in flagrante. That means fucking. Tonight, none of these places are open unless looters are broken in. The city is shut down because of the riots. Thank you. Find me at sanjurorider.com and Black Block is on Amazon.
or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station? MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission? MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go MutinyRadio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> That song is called Acid and Fapping. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. 
But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Gold Cadillac with the white material. And I started to do some thinking. I'm a freeway. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance. So while I'm doing this, who, like Andy, can you take, like, have who wants to go? Because that was one of my terrible. Oh, yeah, cool. Um... And we're back. There it is. Cool. Um, yeah, who wants to go? Uh, if you want to read in the second half, put your hand up. 
<laughs> I do. We have one. We have two. And we have... Uh, is that John putting his hand up without the, the camera? That's, that's yeah, that's like my hand up. Oh, here, I like that. It's the same thing. It's, it's the raise awesome. hand feature, right? Yeah, I like that. I was I was uh, I was actually looking for the for the, for the raise hand sign, and then I thought, no, I could just like literally raise my <laughs> yeah. hand. Right? Yeah. It's um, much better cool. to do it electronically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, does anyone have a particular desire to go first? I'll go first. It's fine. If get it over with. Anyone that wants to go second? <laughs> Just make an order. Make okay, an order. So we'll you you John, get to. You're the host. You make an order. Yeah. Okay, Yay. Cool. I'll put my hand down now. Yeah. We ready to roll? Yeah. Go for it. We'll plug it in. Okay. Right, this is uh. This is called the Ballad of the In-Person Poetry Reading. Ooh. Roads of valor, roads of struggle, roads of blood. No one treads these ribbons of concrete and asphalt by choice. We do it out of duty. Duty to friends, duty to community, duty to art. So when the call to a COVID-safe reading came, I did not hesitate. Despite my numb lips, gaping wound in my neck, and anemic vaccine, I answered the call. In a quest for a folding chair, I braved a Maxwell Boltzmann distribution of shopping carts loaded with timber of cedar and precious cypress, all darting this way and that like molecules in statistical equilibrium. When all seemed lost, a mage in waistcoat the color of sunset directed me to Bay 21 of Isle 8. Now, with my treasure in the back seat and my poetry collection by my side, I set off to combat cannonades of gridlock, kamikaze mergers, and fusillades of rubberneckers. Rumble strips shook my vehicle like flak from an 88-millimeter cannon, and SUVs threatened my six. In the confusion of battle, a rusted hulking semi clouded my vision with diesel smoke. Desperate to read the exit sign, I throttled my 1.3-liter engine, sending power to four massive cylinders, swung past the driver, his face an impassive mask of indifference, like that of a boy raining flood and destruction on anthills with a guard nose, and cut in front, dodging tons of steel by mere millimeters. A hundred miles of gridlock followed, a hundred miles of blind on-ramps, a hundred miles of frayed nerves and narrow escapes. The Valhalla verse took place in an outdoor park where trees did their fall, striptease, dropping burning leaves on a stage of grass and concrete. Publisher Pete wielded a mic stand like Menelaus's great sword while Colin Redbeard parried with a manuscript stout as Achilles' bronze shield. Face masks rare as a glimpse of fair Helen atop the walls of Ilium. Delta Dawn worked the crowd embracing friends and strangers alike, 
Chris Corona transferred viral DNA from lips to cheeks, crowning recipients with fever, loss of smell, and chance of hospitalization. I'm so over this pandemic, Delta said, but the pandemic was not over for us. I gathered my treasures and left. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, I got a, like a benign tumor cut out of my neck and it affected uh, some of the delicate uh, facial nerves uh, that uh, do, you know, control speech and whatnot. So here's a poem about that. My tumor recited poetry at open mics from Britain to Australia. Its tongue fluid as quicksilver, it would shout for emphasis or draw the audience in with a whisper. Although benign, the MRI showed it eyeing an AR-15. It's close to your facial nerves, the surgeon said, but we'd better cut it out. On its last feature, my tumor used the microphone once held by Carolyn Forche, Martine Espada, and Naomi Shihab Nye. Now my tumor sits in a test tube and my mouth is full of glaciers. Numbed lips struggle to wrap around words while somewhere in a hospital basement, after all the centrifuges have gone still, a clump of mutant cells sing. Okay, and I'll, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. that Thank you, everybody. Yay! Okay. <laughs> that was awesome, John. Thank you. Um, <coughs> um, AJ, did, it's literally been five minutes since I did the order and I can't remember it. That's okay. Uh, all right, so... Um, I'm going to do two poems. Um, this is one that I came up with a while ago, and it's just kind of like a... Um, basically, I was thinking about a certain... Uh, it was it was on a, on a day when there were a lot of people complaining, um, as the people who, you know, complain about this generally do, um, about a particular four-word acronym, so four-letter acronym, rather. So uh, I just thought I would come up with some alternative um, interpretations of said acronym, and this poem is composed of those. So, totally evil, rancid fascists, truly egregious retrograde farts, tribal elders, Ranting fools, terrible examples, really, friends. The elderly, rambling frenetically, they each run 50 Twitter accounts. They eat ripe females twice each reptile fortnight. Tuesday's energies rippling flow, Thursday's elbow rubbing foe, tabloid Edna's ruffle so. Their erstwhile radical feminism turned eggy right fast, transformed eerily 
rapidly, freakishly, to envying rapturous femmes. Twisting evidence, reifies fantasy, tosses empathy, rages frenetically, types endless rubbish, frankly. Their exhausted, racist folly, time exposed, repels folks that ethically relish freedom to enjoy relationships friendly. Thus, everyone rejects fascism. Trans equality rights forever. The acronym being TERF, obviously. Um, so that's that one. And for this... For the second one, I don't know how easy this is going to be, but Erin, um, would you be able to do that thing so I can share my screen yep. with people? Because I want to, I want to show people a photo for this one. Um, yep, there you go. You're a host okay. now. Okay, so how? Uh, so if I'm a host, well, no, there's there's the share screen button. Yes, okay. So. Um, this is a picture of me performing the poem I'm about to perform. Um, can everyone see that? Is that is that coming up? There should be a picture of me. Yes, we see it. Yes, excellent. Okay, so this is me in St Paul's Cathedral in London performing this. Um, I was asked to do uh, to write a poem uh, for the service to um, begin National Hate Crime Awareness Week. Uh, which was last week, um, and they also wanted me to come down and form it. So uh, this is that poem. It's called Not Just a Fancy Word for Nowhere. Some joke about safe spaces. Treat them as a form of pandering, a coddle for our mollies, a prize for throwing wobblies, an undeserved reward for those too weak to bother playing. But in doing so, we only expose our own privilege. Because safe space is everywhere when your mobility doesn't depend on a chair, when you don't have to weigh the way that heels will help you pass against the fact they make it hard for you to run, when you and your friends look like everyone else in this town, that must be nice. All I can say is, never having truly felt that any space I've occupied is safe, I find it hard to imagine one. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't start. Start working out what safe space looks like beyond the pub bore jokes. A world free of the enormities with which we've learned to cope. A world in which we do not have to learn to never hope. A world of open, fearless celebration of our endless variation, where the color of our loved one's face, their gender, race, and where they place on spectra, if atypical, is never cause to not feel safe because we stopped excusing hate. It's the hard-nosed pose that's fake. There is a world that's all safe space, and it's a world that we can make and will, however long it takes. And yeah, that's it. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, AJ. That was fucking awesome. Awesome. Jesus, that was a beautiful place to play. Like, 
Yes. It was amazing. I just I like, can't even imagine what that would be like. I don't. It, it, I, what would tell the story? I don't know what happened. Well, it was. All it was basically you were in a big ass church. Yeah. Well, that was it. It was. Well, the, the service was, was was at St Paul's Cathedral, so that was where where I'd been booked to read. So it was just like, um, yeah. Um, but no, it was. It was really, really impressive. I mean, you know, it's like. Um, that's you know, the one with yeah, a huge yeah. dome, right, in London? That's the one? Yes. Yeah, that's the one. The yeah. one in a... The, the only problem is I was staying for it. Um, I found a hotel to stay at, like, in in the city of London, so I didn't have to just go there and, like, just go come straight back, yeah. which would have absolutely wiped me out of the train. But the thing that they don't... that you don't find out unless you ever actually have to spend any time in the city of London, which is... For anyone listening who doesn't, so the city of London is like a tiny bit of London itself, and it's like the financial centre. It's where all like the financial stuff goes on. But because of this, a lot of the pubs and restaurants and shops in the city aren't open on weekends because there's literally because literally loads of people like travel in there to work. There's hardly anyone who actually lives there. I mean, there's Barbican and there's like the Golden. Lane Estate, but like obviously they have stuff near them, but everywhere else is shut. So like I, you know, on, on the day I thought, well, I'll see if I can, you know, go go somewhere and hang out before this gig starts. Oh. No, <laughs> nothing's open. Actually, I, did, I managed to find Daunt Books. Daunt Books on Cheapside was open, so that was that was good. But that was about it. <laughs> yeah, but still, reading 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 a poem in St. Paul's. I mean, that's got to be like the highlight highlight of your career, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like um I mean, it's a big ass church. It 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 is. It's really impressive. And they have like right. you know the it's it's just it's it's super like yeah, it's 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 a really, really nice, nice building and there's all kinds of like sort of frescoes and murals and stuff, like there's the inside of the dome and and you know, and all the Choirs and paintings and stuff. It was it was pretty pretty, pretty affecting. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Were you doing it for a mass or like what was the? Well, it it was like St Paul's is C of E, so like it was like it was kind of like it was sort of non-denominational. I mean, they did do like a prayer, and it was started off by like the dean of St Paul's, um, who like opened by saying a few words and there was like a reading but it wasn't like super like there wasn't a lot of i mean obviously this i i i I was like raised catholic so to me it seemed fairly secular but it was there, there were like there were religious elements but like all the songs were like um they had this choir doing um they did uh, this this song, which is like based on a, a poem by James Aggie, and they did True Colors, um, which that's kind of like like I it had uh, the life that that song has had since it came out. Yeah. I could possibly have imagined that that was going to have. Anyway, sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah, but no, but, but it was it was it was fairly like there was they lit a candle, but there was there wasn't like communion or like everyone reciting like stuff. It was like right. a, a, and. The order of service described it as like 
it didn't it didn't say it was like a ritual and it didn't say it was like a mess and it didn't it, it had some kind of like incredibly kind of um neutral term to describe it but yeah so um you know i was yeah it was it was it was kind of weird you know i i was i was i was kind of worried that like maybe I would spontaneously combust or something when I, you know, but uh, but thankfully that didn't happen. So, <laughs> but I, like so, like, but it was just like a, it was some sort of ecumenical event that they were having. Yeah, or ec ecumenical is probably the best description of it. Yeah, like it was meant to be like open to the people of different, you know, faiths. But it's like the charity that organizes it is this charity called Seventeen Twenty Four Thirty. Um, and then, and the reason they're named that is because those were the dates of the the London nail bombings. Oh my which god! Which were a, a bunch of like nail bomb attacks that were carried out on. There was the Admiral Duncan pub in Soho, which is a gay pub, was attacked, and I think the other two bombings were like places in Brixton mm -hmm. because they were carried out by this guy. He was like a right-wing terrorist who basically wanted to like he wanted to start like a, a a race war and he figured that the way to do that would be to plant some nail bombs in various places and so this 172430 charity was set up after um after the nail bombings and they kind of they've been doing this like hate crime awareness stuff since then and the past few years they've done they've done this stuff that's involved the cathedral. So it's, um, yeah, actually I can probably like link to their, um, their website now that I think about it. American, I'll, put, I'll put a link in the American Netflix has a American Netflix has a movie about that on right now about the nail bomb. Oh, really? Yeah. They have a oh, documentary wow. on it right now. Yeah. And the, in, in the, in the gay pub, the, the lady, it was a lady who died who was pregnant and, and they talked to the guy who's, who lost a leg because of some infection that they got because the guy let his rats run all over the nails. And so the people that went nails through their body, like they all got this crazy infection and people lost limbs and all this crazy, crazy stuff. So it was, it's a wild documentary and I had no idea about it. And I watched it and I was like, they're very affected. Like, whoa. Mm -hmm. Craziness. Yeah, no, it was, it's, I, I was I was at university when the um when the nail bombings happened and I remember like um feeling it, it 1999 was a weird year to be at university because we there was like there were the the nail bombings in London there was like the Kosovo intervention thing happened you know it, there was there, there there was a lot of stuff that happened that year kind of weird and I'll, yeah sorry I'm rambling no, no, no. Like, I mean, it's true. It was a weird year. Um. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. I went to, in 99, I was uh, doing this uh, sort of uh, teaching in Lithuania. And, oh. uh, you know, for, uh, for like a radiation therapy treatment planning system. And we had uh, one guy from Bosnia and one guy from um, Macedonia. 
to the Bosnians, like, you know, yeah, I love America. Bill Clinton is my president. And the Macedonians, yeah. like, totally pro-Serb and stuff like that. Is what the hell are you guys doing there? And, I, you know, I, I said, well, you know, I, you know, I hear that, uh, you know, uh, the Serbs are murdering the Kosovars. And, well, I guess you can't, uh, can't you, you're, you're not responsible for the propaganda that you hear or something. And so, oh, God. Yeah. Okay, so I don't. Does anybody want to go before I no. do? Okay. So I know Pam wants to go, and I wouldn't mind going at some point. Well, I just like the only thing is I got. I mean, I'm, I could type this up, but I have my my tarot bomb poem. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Do your thing. Yes, go, yeah. go do that. Um. So, but I don't. I I realized that I did. Like, I don't know. You guys probably know this, but I feel like I should say it anyways. So. Because I got sick of like endlessly trying to figure out what sort of visual to put with the with the emails and the Facebook posts, I just decided that from now on until I don't I get bored with it, I'm gonna use pictures of bands that are that have three people in them. And then I'm gonna <laughs> uh, so like the first one was Bananarama and I like anyways, and then make so like this week was cream. And the photo of Cream is, like, so old that I was kind of like, I don't know. Like, I, I when I saw it, I was like, Jesus Christ, like, I don't think I've ever seen, like, I don't think I've ever seen Eric Clapton look like that. Like, I don't think I've ever seen Eric Clapton with this particular hair, which I'm just going to show you guys, like... I don't know what that's about. I don't remember ever seeing Eric Clapton with a fucking fro is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but anyways, I just thought this picture was like just really funny. But I would have used, I mean, obviously I was going to use cream anyways. But um, so anyways, but particularly because I feel like this doesn't really look like cream. Like the, it's sort of earlier 60s than the normal photos that you see. I thought, oh, it'd be funny to see like who who can who if people know who the fuck this is. So I put that um, whoever guessed tonight at the show, like I would I would write a tarot thing, and David guessed, but he guessed like on Facebook, and I was like, dude, no, like and I meant like you have like in the show, like we're gonna do it. But so he's at the show now, and so and he correctly guessed. Dude, I think I don't know. Do you know? Do you do you? you get why it's funny that I named you Ginger Baker, Andy? At all? I always um, I always get excited to see who I am. Okay, right. Like that, that's just part of the fun. It's like, okay, who am I this week? Like, I was like, <laughs> to be I, honest, <laughs> I, I, would, I would wear that. I'm not even going to lie. The first thing I thought when I saw it, I was like, I, I would wear that. No, it's funny, like, my buddy, my buddy Jamez, like, like did a close-up of um Eric Clapton's crotch there and I had not I had I had for once I'm always think like I'm you know whatever like my always... dick is that big and my pants are that tight it's absolutely <laughs> true on both fronts so I will write this down David and um send it to you via the Wix the mechanism of Wix but anyways we're responding to the four of wands. And here is your tarot bomb. 
the journey ominous it is always bottom out bottomed out in the weeds we shall keep moving because we've tried the whole crawl into a hole thing maybe we'll try that again but more we move maybe in circles i hear though i tell you i hear it from where i can't say it doesn't come in word sounds but i'm going to mouth them it will end and there will be four wands celebratory i'm telling you garlanded wands two for our legs one for our persistence one for our amnesia wait i wrote it the fuck did i finish it ah, the pages are stuck together one for our amnesia because we'll remember only the flowers at the end oh yay I was thinking specifically about getting a freaking degree. <laughs> Durf, like that's what, like this is like graduation, but like today I was not feeling like I'm ever gonna be in this place. So <laughs> I figured, I figured you've probably felt the same way. So there we go. So I'll send it to you. It'll just Thank be four once. <laughs> and that is a tarot bomb. Um, so yeah so now uh, so that's it so so like everybody go i'm like that's hey, I'm Andy. <laughs> Yay. do you want to go first pam or do you want me to go it's you up to go. you you're the host uh now you go okay so i wrote these sex worker poems and they're based off of um a craigslist thing a sex worker craigslist thing okay uh sex worker number three he likes stainless steel, things clean and untarnished. His kitchen gleams with stainless fixtures, fridge, toaster, stove, me. I am paid to cook naked. I leave no prints. I chop flat parsley on the stainless table, silver chef nice, mise en place, shiny bowls. I have little cups, herbs, onions, eggs, cheese. No non-stick to mar the illusion of silver, making omelets difficult. He needs perfect omelets. Tri-folded, cheese melted. I insert a small silver thermometer. He stops eating when the temperature dips under 120. I clean the pans without scrubbing. Abrasive materials swirl the stainless finish. He threw away three pans on our first date. I was punished on the cold prep table. He covered my face with a stainless bowl, placed the ruined pans on my chest, jacked off in the corner of the kitchen. I have learned his quirks. He's never going to fuck me. I'm not clean enough. Fingers don't leave prints in flesh. He is scared of the mess. This week, he gave me a present. Hospital booties, plastic gloves, you have to put these on. I can't have prints today. I want you to sit here. He pointed to a sheet of stainless. The edges are sharp. Watch the blood. I'm not up for this today. I started for the door. When can you come back? He followed down the stairs. He opened the door. You have my booties. I need those for the next girl. His voice was colder than steel. He threw me a hundred and shut the silver door. Oh, okay. That's sex worker number three. Provocative. 
Okay, this is sex worker number 12. Baby man is easy. 250. Bottle burp bed. No dirty diapers. Baby man likes breast milk. Won't drink formula or warmed whole. He's a connoisseur. His refrigerator is a shelf of thick cream goop in plastic bottle nipples ready to be warmed by boiling water on the stove. No microwaves. In my sweet mommy voice, little Davy Wavy is nutsy wutsy, isn't he? I wipe his baby burble bubbles of viscous yellow. He's a six-week-old with bobble head. His arms waggle, mouth roots for more bottle. Baby man is authentic. I lay him down in his oversized crib, king fluffy, king bed fluffy baby bumpers, jungle themed. He loves his rhino pillow. I tiptoe to the kitchen and get my 250 second drawer next to the dishwasher and let myself out. Yeah, that's baby man. I have one more. This is sex worker number four. <laughs> he pokes at my mouth with a wooden skewer. You don't have any cavities, do you? Insurance pays 80% on white fillings, I mumble through the stick. They look good. Close, please. He is not a dentist. He likes teeth. Teeth and drills and open mouths. I had passed the test. We agreed on 250. My teeth brushed with gold Listerine. I would open my mouth, lay down on the couch, and he would floss me gently while we watched dental videos of drilling. Dr. Morrow would be so pleased with me flossing once a week. Watching drilling videos are surprisingly sexual. A pretty blonde with dental dam, secured lips open, surrounding teeth squirming and moaning the whirring of the tool. Her eyes flitted side to side and hands white knuckle gripped. Tell me if I hurt you over the drilling from the TV. The powdery latex pushed my tongue aside and he forced ribbons between my teeth. A girl with wisdom teeth intact, and you, they don't even crowd you by cuspids. He continued his work while I was getting wet. A cotton ball to swab excess spit. You're a juicy one, aren't you? I barely shook my head yes. He was still orally wedged. I wiped my mouth and collected 250 and ran my tongue over my plaqueless teeth. Okay, those are my poems for today. <laughs> Oh, those were awesome. <laughs> Thanks. So they were published by uh, Tsunami Books out of Paris, France, and um, and I, Ooh, la, la. yeah, and uh, it's just an internet thing, but um, yeah. When did that happen? I mean, why or did we, did this happen now? Or no, no. These are time? these are these are this is old. I, I actually and and full disclosure. I, I never was a sex worker. I hung out with a girl at Napper Tandy like every week for a long time. And she'd tell me all these stories about her Craigslist. It's how she made 100% of her money was like Craigslist fetishistic yeah. things. And she would just tell me story after story after story. And I was like, can I take notes? And she's like, yeah, whatevs. And so I just turned them into a grip of poems. I have a bunch of them. And, they're and all of them are weirder than the last. I have like 12 of them. And they're all, the only of those three got published, but the rest of them are like, it gets like weird. Like people want weird, and, I, and I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum. And I hope that I, there wasn't any triggering anything about like me being judgmental or, I mean, cause 
like whatever people want to do good good for them but things have gotten weird you know Oh, like that wasn't weird? <laughs> wow, I've come in at a really weird point. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, like, there's a couple of deadlines coming up. Actually, you know what's funny is that I hired my friend who mostly makes her money at the house. Do you know the house in, in Oakland, Pam? No, no. So there's this place in Oakland that's called The House, and it's like, it's been there since I moved to the Bay Area, like in 96. It's like a dom house. It's like a fetish dom house. And so like, and yeah, so like, I and I had a roommate, like after I left my husband that worked there, you can make, a, and it's really cool in the, in the sense of like, there's this really extensive list of like shit that you either it's like a really extensive list of activities that you can engage in and what you will do and what you won't do. And they only match you with people that are like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you only do what you want to do. So anyways, it's been there since like 96, at least blah, blah. But my, well, one of my buddies from beauty school works there now. And but anyway, so I hired her oh. to, to uh, manage my spreadsheet for like, to keep track of like submission opportunities <laughs> so she like every every month like or every couple months she like revamps my spreadsheet because i can't i get like i just i don't know anyways whatever but there's she warned me a couple days ago that there's like a couple of um there's a couple of things that are taking like like pamphlet stuff oh and i wonder what the statute of limitations is because if it was only published like maybe you could put a pamphlet together. I'll send you the info though. Yeah, thanks. Like to do because I, I don't think they need to be that long. <laughs> like mini Sorry, that's pretty much where I went. <laughs> what? Yeah, like submission opportunity, not the kind of submissions we were thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, that was I'm real flexible and uh, yeah. <laughs> But yay anyway. for my weird sex worker. Not weird. Sex. I mean, I think I think sex work is important, and I think it's necessary. I think it should be it destigmatized and legalized. It should be safer for people to express their human need for sexuality in an open and honest and safe way. So, I think instead of people stigmatizing sex work, we should stigmatize the people who don't like sex work and just <laughs> fucking bully them. <laughs> Sex, it would probably help. Yeah, that too. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we haven't tried that, have we? <laughs> um. Okay. So I think I'm gonna do two. And then, does anyone else want to go? By the way. As ever, I will take requests. Awesome. So I'll. I'm really uh, tired though, and I have just run an event, so I'm a bit pie-eyed. Sorry. Um. Yeah. So my camera's off because I'm just going to do these off my phone. And this one from. Oh, apparently I edited it twenty minutes ago, so I don't know when it's from. Anyway. There we go. It's the way you breathe and smile when saying things like, I'm having such a good time with you, that made me believe it. 
I don't think being content can be measured, but you are content. And not in a this will do kind of way. It's more of a this is everything I could ever fucking hope for. It never matters what we're doing. Some of my best memories with you have been those sleepy hairs hotel room days, binge watching Netflix and surviving on Just Eat. We explore the world on a whim, wherever the wind may take us, side by side, always. We never know where we'll end up, and that's half the fun. Yeah, so that's the first one. He's so romantic. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I am. Um, I won't go into it, but I've, I've started, started seeing someone. Um, but yeah. Anyway, moving on. This next one's called Home. The rooms no longer echo. They hum. They sing. No, they buzz, but in the best of ways. Here, together, time is frozen, but moves much faster than either of us would like. And that is me. That is me done reading the poems. <laughs> Thanks. Yay. Yeah, okay. So, we have like, Beth, if you want to go. Oh. And I have to dump out in five minutes. I have a hard stop at two, just so you know. Yeah, so do I. I got to go at 10. So, I'll leave you to be host, Andy. Yeah, I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say that, right? So, like, I, I haven't been asleep before like two o'clock the past five days. I just like, can't, can't get asleep. I'm in a new place. I think that's what it is. Like, I don't that's know. That's oh, right. New apartment. Okay, anyway, sorry. Go, ahead. Yeah. Um, go back. What's your, what's your pleasure? You want one of these or something else? Something from the book. And from the book. Read off the book at French. <laughs> it wasn't quite as much, that much, but it felt like it. I feel like AJ's about to request something. <laughs> You're on mute though, so if you are requesting, I can't hear you anyway. Oh. No, 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 I don't know either. I'm just... <laughs> All right. We imagine it triumphant, rising from the depths of wherever, dirt smudged but smiling, or the clean face of success, into the perfect edit, filtering away what lies beneath, what's ripped, what's torn, what's worn to a thread. But survival drags you through the dirt, smeared and bloody-faced, teeth cut on grit and getting through. Not a grin, it's a grimace showing out behind the mud. It is the runaway of blood that leaves my back and shoulders cold, anxiety that races at the unexpected, because how can I save you if I can't save myself? Relief that floods in icy, slapping waves into every corner of me, knocking my feet from beneath. The burden cut away should indicate relief. The phantoms follow in the chill of the night, awakening memory before arousing breath. So I am hot and fierce, upright, fighting, 
before reality checks in, waiting for the ebb. Sometimes breathless, sometimes weeping, scarred and spent, I am still standing. The triumph is in outlasting what you thought would do you in. Oh, That's called yeah. Tiger's Eye. And that was Killer. And that was today's CPCL Choose Poetry, Choose Life here on Mutiny Radio.fm and.sf. Thanks for tuning in. Coming up next, some call me Tim with Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth.